Hello and welcome to episode 95 of the Game Train Podcast. I'm Callan Davison and, enjo- and joining me today is a full Twitch chat. Hey Twitch chat, how are you guys? And, and uh, also Carl Lyrical Smith, hello, how are you? Hello, thanks for having me. 95, holy moly. 95 with 5 off the biggie. The big oh, one, the number number one hundred, number one hundred. But yes, folks, that's right. We're here with episode ninety-five of Game Train. As I said, it is the third of December, twenty twenty. We are live on Twitch, doing this recording right now for you all. And on today's episode, we are going to be reviewing the Pathless. We are going to be discussing Phoenix Rising, Bug Snacks, and Shadowlands: World of Warcraft. But before we get into all that, let's roll into the news. Okay, first up in the news today is Doom Eternal is finally coming to the Switch next week. That's right, it was supposed to come out originally on launch day of Doom Eternal, but it had got pushed back for whatever reason, and here we are. It's now finally coming out in the middle of December. Nice. Yes. Uh, I'm not excited at all, but it's nice for Switch people or anyone who was not able to play this at all on any other system, because... That is definitely the worst place to play any of the Doom games. Fair enough. Um, Also, the Hitman developers, the developers of Hitman, have got a new game in the works. They're calling it Project 007. Yeah, that seems pretty... Is it IO Interactive? Is that what they're saying? I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, I think this is a pretty good fit. Like, It might be the first time we really see James Bond or 007 be, uh, you know, like a bit more stealth driven, you know, considering he's a spy, he should be quite stealthy, but he's always quite explosions and gadgets and action. So the guys who developed Hitman might really make something pretty cool out of it, like a nice mix of uh, action and stealth. I don't know, but I I think it's a good fit. It's not one I would have ever thought of if you said who would be a cool person to make a Hitman game. I mean, a, a 007 game. Control is coming to Game Pass. That's right. Control, an awesome game, is coming to Game Pass. What do you think of that, Carl? I think that is pretty awesome. Uh, Game Pass is looking better and better every time. And Control was um, some people's game of the year. Like a a lot of reputable uh, reviewers' game of the year last year. So I think it's it's actually a pretty big deal. It's not just like another cheapy kind of small fun game. Uh, But I think, I believe... Doom Eternal's also coming to Game Pass. Oh, wow. Uh, at the same time. Uh, so that's really cool. And that's because of the Bethesda, you know, the new Bethesda connection with Xbox. So they're starting to drop all of those now. Mm-hmm. And um, very soon, all the Bethesda games will be available there. And then uh, as they come out, I assume they'll be available day and date. But it's cool that we're getting that, which is a tough thing because, like you said earlier in the news, it's coming out for the Switch, but also. If you have Game Pass, it's free to play on Xbox. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a tough decision to make. That's right. Um, also, Red Dead Redemption Online, or Red Dead Redemption 2 Online, I should say, is a separate ga- game now. You can get it for $4.99. So for those that don't want to do the Red Dead Redemption 2 story, but just want to mess around in Cowboy World with their mates and shoot up each other's horses, now you can. I think that's a really cool idea because a lot of people really only do want to play online. Yeah. And it's like, you know, 
you can uh, you can get all the microtransactions in there and that's how they make their money but if you don't want to do that it's actually a really cheap really fun way to jump into that massive world with your mates and have a really good time if you don't feel like playing through the whole story which you know I love that game to bits but I can totally understand the type of person who just wants to play multiplayer and shoot stuff that that person wouldn't really care about the game because it's quite slow yeah or shoot your mates horses don't do that yes do that don't um, yeah. Also, in other Rockstar news, uh, Rockstar released a little teaser on some new content coming to Grand Theft Auto V, and people are thinking they're getting a new landmass for uh, Grand Theft Auto V Online seven years after release, which is uh, a pretty big deal if it's true. Uh, yeah, new island and a new heist apparently coming to GTA Online. Mm-hmm. I think that looks really cool. So hopefully they've added a lot of indoor places and underground silos and whatnot, but they've never added another, you know, extra bit of land. I think it might be based in what, like, I don't know if it's one of the islands because it's, I wonder, like around Mexico or South America or something. I wonder what it'll be. Hawaii? I mean, they did a similar thing in GTA. I mean, in um, Red Dead Redemption 2, remember? I don't want to go too much further into it, but there was a, an extra landmass in that that was kind of unexpected that you just kind of traveled to. True. So I, you know, so I think maybe it'll be something similar to that. Maybe, maybe. Um, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting. But hey, Rockstar, get your asses in the game and give us GTA 6, please. No, nah, they're just giving themselves excuses not to. Yeah. Or uh, just give us one single ballad of Gay Tony or something. Yeah. Yeah. Still yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. Uh, have you got any more news? Uh, well, uh, just a little one. Worms Rumble is out now for PS5 uh, on the uh, PlayStation Plus. Yay! Which is cool. We're, we're going to try that out later in uh, in our streams and play together in the next couple of days. But that's out and it's free if you have PlayStation Plus. That's, that's, so that's right. Cool. All right. So, yes, as I slowly push the button, I'm going to sl- slowly talk as we get out of the news. And that's the news. <laughs> Bets if we'll ever change that before episode 100. Oh my god. Can you at least do it for episode 100 to celebrate? Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, so uh, we're moving on to the games we have been playing. And, um, you know, the other week we went through all the next-gen stuff and we went through all those games and all that, which was great. So we're going to move on to some other games this week now, which we're excited to talk about. So the, the first one up for games we've been playing is game which just came out today which is um phoenix rising yes uh, immortals phoenix rising immortals phoenix rising that's right yes uh, yeah. so i actually haven't had a chance to play yet but you have yeah i actually really enjoyed my time with it it, it uh the first thing you notice as in in any game is how it feels to traverse and the character was a lot lighter and jumped a lot higher than I expected and it felt immediately like uh, Genshin Impact mm-hmm. if you remember how that feels it's uh, which is funny because it looks a lot you know they're calling it a breath of a, breath of the wild meets Assassin's Creed sort of thing which is a lot of people were saying Genshin Impact had a lot of breath of the wild elements in it so this is similar you can climb anything and you know swim anywhere and all that but everything is dictated by your stamina and you got to build up your stamina and you know build up your health and all that kind of thing but it's a other than that, to me, the first impression I got is it is what it looks like on the box. You know, like it's a, it's sort of an all ages version of Assassin's Creed. It's um, Ubisoft's 
attempt to bring that their beautiful open world formula mm -hmm. to a all ages audience, you know, so you can play things like Far Cry and Assassin's Creed, but for all ages, because those games are so fun and such great sandbox idea games and like even just checkpoints and unlocking things. It's mindless stuff a lot of the time once yep. you get through the story, but it's really satisfying and fun to play. And, uh, and the younger audiences love that stuff. But in both those franchises, you know, there's headshots and decapitations and violence and blood. So you can't actually sell to that mass audience. But this one is more of like, a, it's got like a Saturday morning cartoon vibe, a bit of a Fortnite-y looking slash Disney looking characters. And it's kind of funny and cheeky. It doesn't take itself as seriously as the other ones. Uh, and like, you know, when you, you change your face or everything, they've got like this beautiful barber's chair at the top of Mount Olympus you can sit in. Yep. And that's where you get your haircuts to, to change your appearance. And so there's a lot of little jokes and a lot of quips. And the whole story is kind of um, narrated by Prometheus and Zeus. And they talk you through this story as it happens. So it's got that really like storybook feeling. Yep. Uh, and straight away, it feels a lot more like Odyssey did than Valhalla. And not just in the setting, more like, more like I mean, unlocking uh, armor and weapons, like really quickly you start to unlock a lot of those things whereas in valhalla the more recent assassin's creed there's kind of a smaller pool of items that you just unlock and upgrade mm -hmm. so I, I already feel the elements in here of like getting new things and looking different and downloading you know maybe buying different sort of uh, microtransaction things to look cooler and that kind of seasonal thing and you know you've got your wings you've got all different hairstyles that you slowly keep unlocking so I can see them adding a lot to this and a lot of content. And um, yeah, so far, though, I've really, really enjoyed my time with it. The voice acting is a lot of fun. It's a bit cheesy and cartoony, but as, as long as you go in knowing that, yep. it, um, it is a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. I'm uh, looking forward to jumping into it sometime, which I should. I just haven't yet because I've been distracted by many other things. And one of those many other things is the next game we're about to talk about. Is oh bug snacks that's right bug snacks the uh the ultimate release game on the new playstation 5 that's right if you're a ps plus member you get free access to this incredibly different game called bug snacks now when this was first shown off in the trailers last year uh this year sorry everyone's like what is bug snacks and it became a meme and became the meme game for the release now, this is one that Xbox would love to have under their Game Pass, I bet, as well. But they don't. PlayStation have it exclusively on their platform, which is Bugsnax. That's right. Bugsnax, in this game, it is a first-person game where you go to this strange island where there's these strange creatures there that eat things called Bugsnax. Now, Bugsnax are pretty much food but creatures. So, imagine, like some french fries walking around or a burger 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 burger, burger running around and and things like this right and then it's almost like it's almost like pokemon in a way in that you got to go out and you got to catch these bug snacks right so you got to catch all these different creatures in all different ways using different traps and different methods like getting them off the roof or or spraying some tomato sauce which they might like to eat or you you know you might have to get them to knock themselves out to catch them etc then once you catch the bug snacks, you can take it to these strange little people on the island that you're doing quests for, right? And then you feed them the bug snacks and then they start growing limbs 
This is insane. Start growing limbs of the bug snacks. Sounds like such a dream. Like like um, arms as French fries and legs as celery and and all this sort of stuff. So um, it's a it's a very strange game. It's like not open. It's kind of open world that you can go from area to area that unlocks along the way, and you get new skills and things to unlock and and, and capture different bugs along the way, different biomes, etc. And there's a bunch of them. It's actually a bigger game than I thought it would be. Um, it's presented in this very cartoony style. It's all voice acted. Um, it's it's very charming, but it's very disturbing at, at the same time. It has a very, um, what is what would you say? It's got that very adult feel to it, undertones throughout the game as well. Yeah, like real life issues and kind of, it's a lot deeper than you first expect. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a very it's a very strange game, and I really hope Carl actually sits down and plays it one day. We've been playing it a bit on stream. People can redeem me to play Bug Snacks, so we're up to the, I think the third area now. Um, and yeah, you get like as I said, a trap. You can get like a spring that you can use, and it's it's like a puzzle game that you got to work out how to capture each little monster. And I think there's a lot of fun in trying to work out how to get them. Whether it's like scaring a monster or getting, as I said before, getting them to knock themselves out, which it took a bit to work out how to do that and things like this. So there is a bit there to this game. It's probably a six to an eight hour game. So it's a decent length. Um, I haven't finished it yet, but being that sort of length, I don't think it'll overstay its welcome. I think it's probably the right amount of time to be able to make a game like this. And there are plenty of bug snacks to catch out there too, if you're going for the trophies, etc. I might have to check that one out. Got them uh, fever dream Pokemon vibes. Pretty much, it's a fever dream Pokemon vibe, and you feature in the game too, Carl. But um, have you got? I've a, seen. Have, I've have, seen. Have you got any questions about bug snacks? I only have questions about bug snacks, but I think they'll only be able to be answered once I'm in that world. Yeah. It's um, it just looks bonkers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like they tried to just come up with the strangest concept ever. And like, it's not, you couldn't even make this up in your head. You know, when you're a kid and you sit down and you're like, oh, let's imagine a game where you can do this and that. And, you know, yeah. you, could, you could possibly imagine a game like Immortals Phoenix Rising. And you're like, oh, I can, you could have wings. You could fly around the gods of, you know, Greek mythology. And, and, you know, I don't know. But no one ever. Would think this is I don't know it has a Nintendo silliness. But... Oh mate, if you walked up to me a year ago and said I got an idea for a game, I go okay, what's your idea, Carl? And you go right, imagine this: there's this bug, but and it's like a spider and it crawls on the roof. But the twist is it's actually French fries, and then you capture this French fries by attracting it with tomato sauce, put it in your trap, and then take it to the person on the beach doing a silly dance called Wiggle playing a banjo, then you feed it to Wiggle, and then Wiggle's legs turns into French fries. Yeah, and you would have went, oh, brilliant. Let's release that on PlayStation. <laughs> let's release, let's launch that on PlayStation 5. Let's make that, let's make that the next generation launch title. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, yeah uh, it's an interesting one, your bugs next. But on to the next game I've been playing, and Carl will never play this. It, this is a, uh, a series that's been going on for a long time now, World of Warcraft, uh, since 2004, and they've just released another expansion. This is World of Warcraft Shadowlands. So, pretty much the gist of this one is that Sylvanas has um, taken the, um, 
the, the Lich King's helm from the Lich King who was Bulva and smashed this helm, which has broken the link between uh, Azeroth and the Afterlife, also known as the Shadowlands. And as players, you now must venture into the Shadowlands to stop Sylvanas' plot, who's teamed up with this character called the Jailer, who's now who's this big bad guy in the Shadowlands sort of thing, and to stop their nefarious plan. It's pretty much it. So you go into Shadowlands, and the Shadowlands is split into several areas. So we get a bunch of new zones, um, and they're all to do with the afterlife in different ways, like this, you know, uh, world's afterlife sort of thing. Um, and again, it's like it's like any other Warcraft expansion. You go in, um, you know, with your character, they've level squished now, so instead of being like level 120, they dropped us back to level 50, um, and now level 60 is the new highest. Um, so you go in there, you, you do your story quests, and you still... Look, to level from 50 to 60 probably takes about 8 to 10 hours on do, just doing story quests, um, I reckon, um, which is a decent amount of time. Some people did it in a lot less, like 3 hours by doing other things, etc. But yeah, once you hit max level again, you go to dungeons and raids, etc. Um, they've added this um, roguelike dungeon into it, though, that you can do once a week or, or twice a week, whatever it is. I actually haven't done it because I'm lazy. Um, and the, um, and, and yeah, it's this dungeon that you can repeatedly do solo, which is kind of cool that they added a solo dungeon. Um, they added no new classes, but they pruned a bunch of abilities and changed your abilities for each character again. And, um, yeah, once you hit max level, you can team up with one of the confidence in the, in, in the game to, um, and you get different abilities depending on which one you join. There's four different ones you can join. And that's a new way of getting your new abilities and things like that. So pretty much that's a quick rundown on what Shadowlands is. Um, look, I thought it was alright. I think I've sort of lost my... Um, what's the word for WoW? Uh, my sort of zest for it, I guess. I'm just not as keen. Interest? Oh, yeah. sorry. That's eh. a different... I'm just not as keen for it anymore. Like, I hit max level... And I just sort of put it down. I didn't even finish the story quests. I just went, oh yeah, okay, cool. We're, we're done for now. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, maybe the setting didn't interest me all that much because they're trying to branch out and do things with like new characters and new areas. Even though when you go to the Shadowlands and it's like, you know, this afterlife place, of course you're going to bump into people from that were alive but are now dead, if that makes sense. Like, you know, old heroes and villains and shit like that. So... <clears throat> yeah, look, it, it was alright. It was alright. I know some people are really digging it, but for me, I think my WoW ship sailed. I think I, I think to really reinvigorate me, I'd need a World of Warcraft 2 where everything is reset. You all start at level 1. Everything's an even playing field again. Off you go. If you think they'll ever do that? Don't know. I think they had the opportunity a couple of years ago. Maybe after Shadowlands, they, again, they've got an opportunity to do it that you can't get back from the afterlife now once you've gone there even though you're not Ooh. dead but maybe you get stuck there once the rift between worlds close boom do a time jump of 20 years everyone starts at level one again off you go it just it seems so risky like there's just so many millions of players every day i know but i think that's what it needs i think they need to do that well i think what is actually going to happen though they say time works differently when you're in the shadowlands so I think they're going to time skip anyway, like 10 or 15 years or whatever, but you'll still have the same frigging characters and shit. 
I'd rather yeah. it be... And all your items. I'd rather it be an old new graphics engine, like the same look, but, you know, obviously updated and all that, you know, running mm. engine um, and all that, and it's 20 years down the track, and then you can set off new story threads and all this sort of stuff. There's a lot you could do with it. Um, you know, you could, it, you reset class balance, for one, because still, every expansion is some sort of unbalance with the classes, you know? Um there's just so much and, and then the money hoarding like people have millions and millions and millions of gold now so you get an inf- yeah but that's almost another reason that they won't be able to you know make a part two because people have so much gold plus they have like even even if this legitimate some people have just bought and paid for so much gear and stuff and houses over the like decade Duh. And yeah. it's like, okay, we're going to take all that away from you and you but start it's, again. it's not taking it away. The original game will still be there. You still got your character there. It's not like Blizzard have gone, ha, take your character. Blizzard just released a brand new game and go, right, this is World of Warcraft 2. You start again. Okay, as well as, kind of like what Destiny did, but then Destiny 1 disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Like kind of how World yeah. of Warcraft retail and classic are running side by side now. It's like, all right, That's we've got true. World of Warcraft 1 there. You can still keep running around there and do whatever you want there still, but we're making a new game. You all start from level one now. It's 20 years gone. Your hero's story from the original is over. That's it. Um, the nameless heroes are all dead. Boom. Gone. Finished. You start off as a new nameless hero. Off we go. Wow. I wonder if they'd ever do that. I think they had the opportunity several years ago when Legion finished because you the last aerial was on a different planet um, and they could have had it that... Well, the planet did explode. So again, your characters are on the planet. Um, the planet explodes, the end for those characters. Fast forward present day, 20 years, bring on a new threat, blah, 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 blah. That's true. So, look, they've had opportunities to, and I don't know. Anyway, that's enough of me rambling on about uh, World of Warcraft. We could do a whole podcast on that car. Wouldn't that be exciting? It's already exciting. Don't worry about that. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, on to our Exactly. Sh- on to our shout-out this week. Um, shout-out? Ah. Okay, cool. Um, so, shouting out again to Luke and Lewis, who have been uh, consistently um, helping out my channel on Twitch and stuff like that. Uh, go check out the Luke and Lewis podcast, Power of Australian Comedians. Turns out they're uh, one of the top 30 comedy po- podcasts in Australia for this year. So, congrats to them. Go check out their podcast and all oh, shit, that's that. That's awesome. Um, top 30? Yeah, yeah. We're a comedy podcast. This is a bit of a joke. Oh, yeah. We're like Games 500 podcast nice yeah yeah that's right but um yeah we are also here all right folks so let's roll on to our review game now you ready carl you ready i'm so ready okay here we go here we go we're gonna be checking out the pathless Okay, so The Pathless is developed by Giant Squid and published by Annapurna Interactive. Uh, 
It is an action-adventure video game where you play as an archer and her eagle friend as you go to save the world. All these uh, things have been corrupted. Uh, these animal, mythic animals have been corrupted and it's up to you to uncorrupt them and save this island region that you're patrolling through at the moment. Yes. So I guess the first thing you'll notice, this is from the uh, same developers that made Abzu, which also had uh, a lot of the people that were responsible for the, the game Journey. Um, and those games are all beautiful, peaceful adventures that are just kind of like, they're thought-provoking, but also relaxing at the same time. And they all kind of fit that same vibe. Um, it's, it's like heavy in lore if you want it to be, or it's just this kind of meditative experience. Uh, and it, it was absolutely the same with Journey and definitely with Abzu, which was more like under the water, you know, and you're discovering different places. And it could just be like you just running through looking at fish and seaweed or you could go deeper and unlock all these like amazing story beats with, you know, ruins and things like that. So a lot of that's translated over onto this and immediately, just like those two games before it, after you've noticed the gorgeous, gorgeous visuals, the first thing you notice is how bloody awesome traversal feels, like just walking and traveling in this. It is probably the most fun I've had since Spider-Man. How did you feel about it? Yeah. Um, yeah, starting out, I was like, oh, this is all right. But then I started running around, like, with the dash. So the controls work in this, and that you, you, you sort of run dash. You've got, like, a dash meter. But then there's all these, like, little targets that you can hit with your um, bow and arrow as you're running, and it gives you a burst of speed as you're dashing. and Or a the, jump. Or a jump. And the trick is to keep hitting these targets one after another to keep this momentum going. And you've got a very nice quick movement. Um, the game's called The Pathless because there is actually no rule set path. Like, you've got goals, but you can get there whatever way you want, really. Yep. Um, by running around the map. And then, yeah, eventually you get the eagle companion and he, and you can jump, double jump, glide with him and all and all this sort of stuff and again and the eagle is awesome and he also helps with puzzles yeah well oh, we'll get to the puzzle in a sec but yeah and then you continue to shoot arrows as you jump and, and all this and move and that's how the game is sort of set up for your continuous movement in this game and you mentioned the puzzles so um you do have goals in the environment but then also in the environment you can go get extra things and there's all these like little puzzles like use your eagle companion help move blocks or move targets and things like this. And you use a combination of you, your eagle, your bow, etc., to complete these, yep. these different puzzles. You, you can send him away uh, and he like picks up things for you and brings it towards you. If it's over like a huge gap that you can't quite make, mm -hmm. uh, or if you need the eagle to drop something down on a switch while you stand on one at the same time. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the eagle's just super cute as well. I fell in love with that eagle straight away. Um, and uh, it helps you sort of, you know, you glide by holding onto the eagle and it floats you down different areas and it's what makes you able to do the double jump. I love when they kind of make a double jump make sense instead of just jumping again in the air. Yes. Um, and with that traversal, I did want to say it's one of those things that it is, it, it reminded me so much of um, Sunset Overdrive more so than Spider-Man because it starts off quite annoying and quite hard but very quickly becomes intuitive and natural, mm -hmm. which is, I think, is just such a brilliant game design where you're just like, I don't get it. This is weird. It's different. It's not what I'm used to, which just like Sunset Overdrive did that in spades. And then eventually 
it's like you've always done it and this is how you've always traversed in the game it feels wonderful it's so smooth and then you're you're doing trickier and trickier things you're staying in the air all the time you're doing double jumps and triple jumps and then you can you can jump up to like infinite times if you time it right and aim at those targets uh, and the targets that Callum was talking about they are actually auto aim and as long as they're kind of in your general direction you'll mm -hmm. just hit them automatically so it's not like having to be a, a perfect shot and get everything you know it's it really just handles itself and it's all up to you to choose the momentum and direction you know you hit a rock or hit a tree and, and you stop abruptly and feel dumb but very quickly you just learn how to like glide through this like I was going to say C, but it feels like it. It's just like the grass. It, it's a very through. open area. They've gone very open areas to give you this sort of feeling of, of yeah. consistently moving like and, and the targets everywhere, which makes no sense, but it's like, yeah, there's targets everywhere. Yeah. The targets let, make let, no let, sense. That's true. Let, let's go. You know, there's wide open fields, but there's a hundred arrow targets spread yeah. out across the field. I, I just said, Oh, I like when they make it realistic and you don't just double jump next minute there's a floating diamond every 200 meters yeah that's right that's right but um whoops yeah so um yeah so as we said it's got really cool movement uh it's very easy to control it's super easy to control being using on the playstation 5 controller really nice and easy to control very simple um there are boss fights as well which are actually really fun again and, that, and that's more you got to hit specific targets on the boss yep. when you are doing the bosses. So it adds a bit yep. of extra thing in there and you try and do a bit of movement. Also, um, chasing the boss, had to do a chase with a boss and constantly yes. keep yep. up with him. So I think that was one of the most fun things I did. You're going through this area, there's fire everywhere. You've got to dodge the fire, keep up shooting your targets, try and catch up to the boss and then be able to hit the boss that. With, with your arrows. Like That was a really, really fun moment for me. It reminded me of the last boss in Breath of the Wild a lot. Mm. Do you know that one where you're, uh, where you're, on, you're on your horse and you're hitting targets and same mm -hmm. kind of thing is chasing you. And, but I just, this is the kind of boss fight that I absolutely love because it's, it's kind of like a challenge. It's throwing different things at you. It's big and it's scary. And you're still you against the boss, but it's, it's more of like patterns and a flow and figuring out the puzzle. No, Dark Souls. So they're just... More so than just hitting something over and over and over and Dark over Souls. And over and over. And you just, just described Dark thing. Souls bosses. No, I just described why I like this more than Dark Souls bosses. <laughs> okay. Um, those things, you just hit them and, and hit them for ages until their life meter goes down. Kind of, it's not just Dark Souls, same as like in Destiny, when there's just like this giant boss and you just have to like hit it and shoot it like oh, a you, million you, you, times. You don't like bullet sponges. Yeah. Bullet sponges, sword sponges, like anything that's just a normal enemy, but a million times stronger. This, these kind of bosses are my favorite. I just love them. They feel like an extension of the challenges in the game that you've played. And it's just like, it's a lot of fun. I really, like really enjoy them. Souls bosses. Um, yeah. No, um, uh, what do you think of the sound as well? I thought the sound was really nice. Like, it's really chill. Yeah, beautiful. Like, I mean, like I said, this does come from the pedigree of Journey and Abzu. And Journey was the first game, I think, ever to be nominated for a Grammy. Um, oh, wow. So the music and the sounds are a big part of, of these developers. And it's like you, you see it immediately as soon as you start. Just the, the soundscapes, not just the soundtrack, but like everything and the sound effects. Like you were saying, and it feels really natural, even the simple thing of like the sound of your bow and arrow. Uh, and the sound of hitting the target and the sound of flights and mm -hmm. wind 
the bosses and like yeah it's really beautiful really really beautiful um so uh i guess give us your final wrap up and we'll move on so what do you score the game and final thoughts please um i love it i think i've covered most of it pretty yeah pretty extensively now Uh, there are a few like little bad things like it it can get a bit repetitive If, if you don't go into this expecting a meditative experience of just like open world you know traversal and shooting and these kind of puzzles things if you go and expecting sort of like a breath of the wild adventure then you might get quickly bored because it is more of i think it's repetitive in its way on purpose mm. you know kind of to lock you into a flow but i can see how that could feel a bit samey for some people um yeah. and also these games always have been again same thing if you don't expect it and you don't know the pedigree of these developers they can feel a bit slow mm-hmm. and maybe you know, like maybe a touch easy. It's not really made for like kids or anything, but it's not really there to punish you either. It's more of an experience. So those are some of the things to look out for if it's it's something you're not into. Yeah. Uh, but besides that, yeah, it, it is really relaxing. The traversal is amazing. I, I had a lot of fun. It's a, just a game that feels good to play, that is fun as a video game. And I gave it a 7.5. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, look, uh, again... It does get very repetitive. There's no real uh, normal enemies to fight by the bosses sort of thing. Uh, it's fun. Um, it's very cruisy. But again, yeah. Um, look, at the end of the day, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I thought it was a beautiful looking game. But um, you, you are right. It does get repetitive at times. Um, but that game is out now on PC, PS4, and PS5. And that was The Pathless. <laughs> all right so uh that was the pathless folks we're moving on to the next part of the episode which is the uh the people's questions that's right folks so if you guys have any questions throw them into chat we'll do our little promo rundown now so remember all things game train where you can find us on itunes spotify podbean uh i stream on twitch twitch.tv slash game train twitch uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Game Train Podcast, and on Twitter at Game Train Talk. And you, Carl? Uh, I'm on Facebook as well at The Lyrical Official. Uh, I'm on Instagram, just The Lyrical. And I'm on Twitch as well, The underscore Lyrical, to find my channel. Okay, all right, very nice. And we've got a question now from Game Boy Brian. He came out with that one real quick, and that is awesome. That is what we love to see. He knows how the episodes go, Carl. He knows. No, he, he knows how to. He, he, he even highlighted. He was. He was ready. He was ready. All right, Brian. Points, Brian. So. Brian asks, "What is your opinion on Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War possibly breaking consoles? Didn't happen to everyone, of course, but it's happened more on the Xbox side and some PlayStation. That's scary." Like, a full brick mm-hmm. is scary. I understand console crashes. We've all had that. But a full bricked yep, console is is scary. That It happened to me years ago on a PlayStation 3. That bricked. Ooh, did it? Which yeah. what? SingStar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm not oh even joking. God. I'm not even joking. <laughs> oh, SingStar. That's so good. Yeah. Um, that... That should be your troll game. <laughs> you should your troll game should be Twitch Sings. Oh my god, this is brilliant. No, this wow. 
Um, yes. Um, that was that was good. But yeah, you know, it's a scary thing, especially when you got your new consoles out and you have a new game like Call of Duty, which is a super popular game. It's it's a very scary thing, and hopefully which has which has River Raid on it. I'm yes. just saying to anyone interested in the chat. Yes. Um, that could be a game that Callum plays on the new generation of consoles. On his brand new Xbox, he could be playing River Raid on stream. Just to anyone in the chat who might be. I think I'd end up buying it on PlayStation for the haptic feedback on the controls to test that. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because every gun feels different, apparently. That's, that's right. That's right. Gun between my fingers. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's scary. Hopefully they get it patched soon, Brian. And hopefully it doesn't wreck too many consoles out there. We've got another yep. question here from DJ Best. Have you voted for the Game Awards? If so, are there any games you think should be on the list? Um, I haven't voted for the Game Awards. Have you? Not officially, no. But I, all I know for sure is that um, Animal Crossing is the family game of the year. Um, I think for game of the year, Half-Life Alex should have been on there. I get that game. Oh, got, yeah, it's not even nominated. No, it's not even nominated. It got tens across the board. Something very innovative, which we hardly ever see these days. Um, yeah, and, and And the fact that it wasn't on the game of the year slate is very, very strange. I think that should have been on there for sure. Yeah, that's it, a great it, comment. It, re it like, really surprised me. I went, oh, Half-Life Alex would be on there. No, it's not. Um, it, it's been nominated yeah. for as Azure Awards, but not Game of the Year. And I think a game with that much pedigree um, should have been up there for Game of the Year. Ooh, and speaking of Game of the Year, and DJ might be um, probably agree with this, but did you see how Hades cleaned up on the nominations? Yeah. It's on, like, so many categories. Just absolutely killing it i wonder how many it'll take away i'm very curious about that hades was just like i'm so proud of those guys super giant just yeah. like did just nailing it game after game after game do you think last of us will just take game of the year i mean i hope it doesn't i think it will but i hope it because it's not really doing anything like it's like really pretty and the story's awesome you know but i don't know it's like it's such a cool game but it's it's not like revolutionary but, or anything it's... but that also got tens across the board that's the thing like i don't like, yeah but it was so i know i know what well, well, you know, well, i'm saying half-life half alex still looked great it was a vr game but it was unique it was special and it did something new i would rather animal crossing take it than half-life uh not sorry half-life than um last of us 2 i'd wow. much rather animal crossing take it for this year because i think it was a way more of a cultural impact and an important game this year not that they did it on purpose it just dro it it dropped something. during covid yeah but it's not it's not just that it dropped at that time like any other game could have it's just yeah. that the elements in that game at the time were so perfect for yeah. when it dropped you know it was like yeah. positive it was sharing it was going outside that deserves game of the year i think um, it's not my game of the year i just think it deserves it um and we've got one more question here from the lyrical Callan, why are you so awesome? I don't know. Yeah, how come? I, I don't know. Could you kind of just give me some dot points? Because um, I've been working on that. I was nervous to ask that question, actually. Oh, here we go. Go Kamikaze. We're chatting a lot about your Game of the Year picks. Was your pick for a gaming resi? What's the worst or most frustrating release of this year? We can't go into that because that's all saved for the uh, Game of the Year episode. Kamikaze, sadly, where we talk about our most disliked Game of the Year. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah, we, we we put it in a category most disappointing. 
But that, it's, yep. it's, 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 a, it's our nice way of saying shittest game. <laughs> shittest, <laughs> shittest game of the year, pretty much. <laughs> but that, that'll be in two episodes time when we do our massive um, end of year game of the year episode. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, guys, do you reckon we should do a, um, and this is only for one specific game, Oh no, two. There's two. There's two I can think of already. But do you reckon we do a category of like best game this year that Callan and I didn't play but came out like fucking years ago, which what? is like Among Us and Slay the Spire? Oh god. <laughs> See. No, no. You, you call it. You call it Mr. Gems. Yeah. Okay. You reckon we and, and the Messenger? We played mm. so many Miss Gems this year though, that I we know. are so stupid. How did we miss the messenger and slay the spire? Well, everyone missed Among Us, but yeah, the messenger and slay the spire. We missed. Yeah, we, we missed two good. games, which I'd almost consider tens on both. Yep, absolutely. And the messenger, oh, absolutely right. Aren't they both like such ten games? <laughs> like, messenger, like, like we talk I about can... missing other games in the past. Like I miss Sunset Overdrive and stuff like that. Yeah. you know. But but these are like but, but they, these are games iconic iconic games. <laughs> the, like the messenger i can understand missing because it might look a bit you know you, you don't want to click on it looks boring but we have no excuse for slay the spire because everyone in our group has been telling us but to play that the, the thing about the messenger and the reason why we didn't do it last year is because i looked at reviews and everyone went oh it gets a bit samey and boring and i went oh that doesn't sound that great next damn and i'm like well, i don't trust people anymore after that nah you can only trust the game train <laughs> all right guys uh we're gonna start wrapping the episode up now so we, but remember we've always got that last thing we all got this last thing that we do every episode folks which is the lame love and hype train so first up is the lame train okay carl what's your lame train this week uh my lame train is that they are apparently not giving out early copies of Cyberpunk to a lot of people because there's a giant 56 gigabyte day one patch. But wouldn't which... that be a point to give out so reviewers don't have to download that on day one? Yeah, but they're giving that out on day one. It's a day one patch. No, but the patch is already out because people have already started downloading that patch. Well, apparently they've just still said that. Um, I can only say what they say. I can't say, you're lying, give me the game. Uh, so that's my lame train, but mostly uh, it's it leads on to my real lame train, which means I can't play it till the actual day of release, which means it's the same weekend I have to go away eight hours north for four days. <laughs> on, on the same day, Cyberpunk moves. And I moved that gig away from an original date because it was on the release of Cyberpunk. So I canceled <laughs> the gig. And I got them to move it. And they said, why? And I said, oh, I just, I have some stuff that I can't, I just can't make the gig, you know? Like, it's yeah. important. If you can move it, that'd be great. If you can't, I'll deal with it. But, you know, if you can move it, that'd be really great. I didn't want to say it's because of Cyberpunk. So they moved it, thankfully, because they could find a replacement. And then Cyberpunk moved and d got delayed. And everyone was like, ha it got delayed. Are you upset, Carl? I'm like, not for the reason you think I am. I, I wouldn't mind if it got delayed to February of June next year, you know, like just not the day, the weekend I have to leave for four days. So that's my lame train. Wow. Um, mine is, uh, I was playing Watch Dogs the other night on stream 
um, <laughs> which was great. Uh, got back into it, you know, I was like, right, let's do some watchdogs. We did about five hours of content. And this isn't Carl content where we're just taking photos of London. This was, let's go, we're doing a mission. Let's go again, we're Not doing another mission. Content. Like, consistent story content for five bloody hours. You know, it was bang, 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 bang. Let's get through a lot of this game. Sweet. Next day, jump back on to uh, kick off my... Uh, from where I was, and I realized, I looked at it and went, hang on, that operative I'm using was actually died um, in the stream last night. How have I got this operative? I opened up my menu, all my dead operatives are there. I'm like, how are you all still alive? What's going on? And then I looked at what quest I was on, and it was the quest I'd started on the day before. So I lost five hours worth of gameplay on Watch Dogs. Ooh. And... Yeah, um, it's just gone. I can't get it back. I don't know where it's gone. And the thing with Watch Dogs is there's only one save file. You can't manually save. So if you something happens to your save file, because stuff happened to our Assassin's Creed files, both of us and other people, but we all managed to get our progress back in different ways. This, nah, it's gone. Gone. Yeah. And I can't understand it. Two games from the same company, which come out two weeks apart from each other, but they have very different save systems. It was really freaking weird, and I'm not impressed at all. It and it's going to be very Especially... hard to get back into now. Yeah, after you've done all that stuff. And it's so, like, finicky. Like, there's so many different little things you can change. It's not like Last of Us, where you just replay the journey that you go on. Or, like, um, Uncharted 4 or something. Like, open world games are ones where you do so many different things, and you're like, did I do it better last time? What did I do last time? What do I do now? Yep. And it's weird because Immortals Phoenix Rising has the exact, exact same save system as Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And then randomly Watch Dogs just doesn't. Yeah, That sucks, man. So supposedly all your save games are tied to Ubisoft servers. So if you're not on the internet, but I was on the internet because I was streaming, but if the Ubisoft servers are down, you're playing, it's not going to save. Damn. So I don't like that either. Double lame train. Damn. All right, are you ready for love train? All. Okay, Carl, what'd you love? My love train is real simple, and it's just, it keeps happening more than ever, but it's this stream community. Um, it's been, like, awesome right now. Um, I just recently passed 100 subscriptions, which is huge for me. Uh, and there's, it's just like the people in the chat, uh, they're just massive hearts. There's massive joy. They're so inclusive. It, they're from all around the world. It's all ages. We play, it, it's not just watching. I'm falling in love with it more and more. It used to be just like us play a game. There's a chat there at the end, but now we play together. There's a crew, we play Among Us and Mario Kart. And like, you know, we, we joke about things. The Discord has been blowing up. The Redeemer song thing has been so fun because it breaks up the stream. Uh, so I've been falling in love with that. And lately, the Redeemer game thing, I feel like I'm excited about that because it's going to help me discover new titles I wouldn't have otherwise played. Like last night, I tried um, Life is Strange 2, and I fell in love straight away, which is really cool. So yeah, my love train has been um, the stream community, which uh, to, to those who are listening, it's uh, twitch.tv slash game train twitch for Callens. And um, twitch.tv slash the underscore lyrical for mine. But I love it in there. Come hang out with us. It's really cool. And you, sir? Uh, yeah, so, uh, well, you know, I... Um, <laughs> nice, sounds good. <laughs> hold up. What? 
<laughs> oh, no. I, uh, you know, the other night I was like, you know what I haven't done in a while? I haven't got on Tony Hawk for a while. And I jumped back on and I wasn't very good. It's a bit rusty. I'm like, right, guys, let's find our form again. Let's get that form back again. You know, that, that in the zone, great scoring form. It took me a while. It took me a while. But, but what happened last night is that I excelled my previous best ever. <laughs> scored a 26 million combo. Now, before that, my highest score was 22 million. So wow. I out-comboed my old highest score and went higher again to 36 million on the school one level, right? Turns out yep. I'm now top 10 in the world and second Australia on that level. Holy shit. That is massive, man. That's like, yeah, that's big, big. So I, I've excelled past where I was in terms of skill cap. It's so weird doing that after being gone for so long and yeah. coming back all rusty and like, yeah. So it's it, like you just shook it off and nailed it. In terms of sort of skill levels of where I am now, I'm, I'm at that point now where I'm one rung below pushing up into the now it's it's you're gonna look at the score and go oh that's a ridiculous thing but pushing up into the hundred millions like from where i am now there isn't that much of a of a gap in terms of what you got to push yourself to to go up again whereas to get to this level i had to keep pushing and pushing pushing to be able to get to where i am now if that makes sense wow okay okay so now to get the like big 26 million combos this is kind of like you get a 26 million combo, you can kind of push yourself to get a 30 million, a 40 yeah, million, a yeah, 50 million yeah. in that flow state. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah I, you're I, past I, the threshold. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I felt myself go past where I was, which was at that 10 million level sort of thing where I was. And now I'm sort of in that mid 30s level when then you sort of just go up from there. Because even looking at the high scores, it goes from like 30 or 40 million up to 100 million. Like that's like almost like the next step up. Just that extreme style of playing. Man, you're going to get some crazy shit soon. I can't wait to see that. That's that's really cool, actually. That's a massive achievement gamer-wise. But do, so, do you know what made it even funnier? You know how you have DJ in your headphones talking to you in Tetris? He was talking to me in Tony Hawk. And through most of that combo on that massive one, he was talking to me. Right near the end, I said, DJ, let's just be quiet for a second. Just so I can... Because I realized what was happening. I was like... Just give us a second. Just I just need silence for like this last bit, and then I got it. Man. I was like, I think DJ is your lucky charm, uh, and um, the DJ be- beast best. best, the DJ best. I <laughs> just saw the best from the best, Sam D- Paul. The best DJ. <laughs> He's a freaking guardian angel, bro. That guy. I don't know where he came from, but he just appeared oh in God. our ears. Like a good but it was, it was so funny because it was like, we're just chilling. I'm like, we're just chilling, playing some Tony Hall. And then next minute I did it, I went, <gasps> but what made it even funnier was that Zamdog, the number two Aussie, right? So like, yeah. cause I was talking to Zamdog the other day. So I said, where do you think I rank in the Aussies? He's like, oh, you're probably three to five. I'm like, oh, okay. He goes, yeah, yeah you're right up there. Cause he's like number two. There's a guy that's just above him. And, um, <laughs> and he said, oh, you'll beat my score on school soon. I said, no, I won't. I'm way off it. He said, no, no, I'm watching your start combo and it's so damn good. You just need it to click. And it was, it's just going to be massive when you do. And that's what happened. The combo clicked. Damn. Everything worked in that one perfect run. And I beat his score. <laughs> 
He knows. Yeah, yeah. So uh, moved up. moved up to number two. So number two Australian Tony Hawk player here, guys. What's up? Uh, number two Australian Tony Hawk player in school. Nice. Oh, and, and on Roswell, <laughs> on Roswell as well, number two. Aussie oh, Roswell. Roswell. See, Roswell is the one I thought you would own because that's so your place. That's your... Yeah, yeah, so I'm number two Aussie on there as well. So... Ooh, that's... Mate. Yeah, yeah. That is pretty amazing. Just get number one in one of them somewhere. Oh, uh, well, the difference is in scores for me and the number one Aussie on school. Um, I'm yep. 36 million, he's 44. So I have to push another eight. Ooh, hey, easy peasy. It's possible. It's possible. But yeah, well, you did in that second combo. You did what? What is it? Ten. Yeah. So you just got to get a measly little eighteen. <laughs> oh, measly. Oh, mate, mate, when was the last? When was the last time you got eighteen million in Tony Hawk? Mate, yesterday I did New Game Plus. Oh yeah. Okay. Are you gonna call this episode <laughs> New Game Plus? Yeah, I am. Okay, cool. All right. Are you ready I for hype train? Am. Yes, I am. Okay, here we go. Okay, Carl. Do I need to need to bother asking? Hmm. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. I don't know if I am hype okay. because it's can, can, also my lame train. Can I start? Yeah. Can you start? You yeah. start. Okay. I am hyped for new game plus in Cyberpunk. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm hyped to see who Callan plays as in cyberpunk and if he's just going to be the nomad as well yeah no but uh seriously it's cyberpunk for both of us obviously it's one of the year's biggest releases that's been pushed back pushed back pushed back we've had a hot trend for a while um and yeah it's finally coming out um some copies have leaked copies have gone out to reviewers we're not one of those reviewers unfortunately so guys if you want to email bandai namco australia and demand game train gets a review copy of the game. That'll do it. Don't do that because oh we'll get blacklisted. <laughs> oh my god! I, I think not just this year. I reckon in the in the decade, aside from uh, maybe Red Dead Redemption Two, this might be one of the most anticipated titles in like in a long time. I'd say close to ten years, right? Like this and Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, I can't last really. Of, think last of, of us too. Last of us too. Last of us too. When did and when did GTA Five come out? Uh, Is that within the decade? Yeah, twenty thirteen. I'd put that in there as well. So yeah. GTA. So this this is like that. So and there hasn't been a like you know. Oh, we can Fallout, think of... Fallout Four. I'd, I'd give Fallout Four the anticipation when that all dropped. You reckon? Yeah, the hype around that was huge. So that's. Yeah, it's it's one of those games where it's like not just the game of the year. It's like, and it's been talked about for, uh, I want to say at least eight years, right? Cyberpunk. I don't know. They they kind of I think it was twenty twelve or thirteen when they first showed that like art of the new game they're working on, and it was before they released The Witcher Three. Yeah, there was like talk about their next project being something based on the cyberpunk futuristic world and like it's finally coming so yeah this is definitely both our hype trains yeah yeah it's a very simple Aww. one but yes folks that brings us to the end of episode 95 of the game train podcast and no surprise what's going to be on the next episode the next episode is going to be a full review of cyberpunk carl tell us about all the pretty pictures he has taken 
he after he's done one mission and 40 hours in the game while i've played while i'm like much further in the game <laughs> yeah in your new game plus and in, in, trying in your new game plus playthrough yeah right yeah, you're finally the nomad because you did the first two already <laughs> oh my god and i've like reached the city and went oh my god look at all the neon lights oh my god but yes that's going to be the next episode then the episode after that which will be episode 97 is going to be our game of the year episode so guys those that are in our discords, etc., put down what you think we should have topics for. We're going to be going the next couple of weeks over topics, working our nominations, and then doing the big episode down. There'll be only a couple of days after the Cyberpunk one because planning it all out, uh, I've got to go away just after that. So um, it's going to be very close to episode 96, but it's its own special event. Anyway, guys, until then, thanks for hanging out. Anything else to add, Carl? Nothing at all. You just nailed it, Callan. Thank you very much. Okay, no problem. And this has been Game Train.